move on. So Mark, the fifth chapter, starting at verse 25. Everyone's very familiar with this story, but we're going to read these verses because there's some things that I want to pull out of it tonight. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. Whatever they were doing had side effects that was worse, making her situation worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed hmm. of that plague. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee and sayest thou who touched me? Uh, we're listening now. We've heard a couple of things. We've talked about hearing and touching. Uh, things that right now we can do one of them, but then I told you the last time I talked with you is that hearing was just as contagious right now as you uh, having your mouth covered. I think it's very important that you cover your ears as well. And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now, when we look at this, uh, I want to just talk to you just for a few minutes because sometimes in life we get to a breaking point. We get to a place to where we just can't take it anymore. We get to a place to where we're ready to just move into and reach into something greater than what we're experiencing at the moment. And this text encourages us that there is an answer, that there is a possibility that you can reach into something altogether different than what you're currently experiencing. And I just want us to understand that in this world, there are so many even in the church, who have completely and totally written off miracles. They don't believe in miracles, and they're born again, but they're not, they don't expect miracles. And let me just tell you, you're not going to look back and say, oh, that was a miracle. If you get a miracle, you're going to know that it was a miracle, because there are certain things that you're going to do in the midst of uh, desiring to have a miracle. Now, in order to, to, to kind of pull from this text what I want to pull from it, to, to speak into you, and I don't want to use this. There's certain things that God uh, has built us or built in us to do and to be. Um, there's certain cars when manufacturers build them, they build them so that they can run off a specific uh, grade of fuel. Uh, some of them run off of regular fuel, and some of them run off of premium fuel. And if you can't mix the other, the old people used to call the premium fuel high test. 
And what I'm sharing with you now is that sometimes God will allow you to go through certain kinds of tests to cause you to work according to manufactured standards. There's some people who will never work their faith because they're never facing the kind of tests and trials and problems that will draw them into operating in manufactured standards of faith. I know you say you have faith, what you call faith, but there isn't enough faith to where when you reach into the spirit realm, even if Jesus is not coming to you, even if Jesus does not look at you, lay his hand on you, but your faith will pull from him that which you know you needed. And you will be able, like this woman, to declare that she felt it change in her body. And she knew at an instant that she was healed. The minute she touched him, she said something flowed through her and the bleeding stopped and she felt it even in her body. This kind of test caused her to operate on a level of faith to where Jesus did not even know who it was that touched him or he did not even out of his mouth release healing. But he knew and felt that there was a connection, a contact that, make, that caused him to release a virtue that he carried. And even right now in COVID-19, if we would reach after, if we would reach into the spirit realm, something will be released in us that will cause us to know in our bodies that we have been healed beyond any shadow of a doubt. And listen, when I, when I look at this thing and I see what, what even on the news, like many of you are looking at the news, when we see our health care workers and, and other essential to the COVID-19 fight, they say that they're increasingly becoming frustrated that they're being sent into de a deadly battle without the protective gear they need for themselves and their patients. Now listen to this. They can sense now that they're being sent into a deadly battle without their protective gear, but in the spirit before COVID-19, no one could sense, no one cared about the battle they were already in without protective gear because we are more prone to the natural than we are the spiritual. And I'm telling you that if we don't become spiritual, we will not be able to withstand the attack and the manifestation of COVID-19. As I told you Sunday, certain spirits, you only know that they're there whenever they manifest themselves. This woman had an abnormal thing to come over her life. And it, what it did, when it manifested itself, it caused her to have an unnatural flow, uh, 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 an issue that they couldn't even name, something that would not stop, okay, on its own. In the scripture, you heard him say that she tried doctors and she went, she spent her whole life living and with nothing better, but actually got worse. Have you ever... Uh, experience more bad side effects from something you were doing in the natural to get healed, you have to cross over into it. You've got to come to a breaking point and realize that right now, I cannot function in the same technology or in the same uh, mindset that I have always functioned in, functioned in. Something in me now has to bring me to a breaking point to where I'm not just reading my Bible. But I'm believing God and I'm receiving his word for my future. Let me tell you, everything God said about your future is true. Everything God told you about the devil is true. Everything God said that he did for you concerning your health 
your mind. It's all true. He didn't give us the spirit of fear. So if you're carrying the spirit of fear, where did you get it from? God said, I've given you a sound mind. I want you to operate in love and power. I want you to understand that there is nothing that can stop the flow of God from coming into your life and releasing healing when you have and operate in the manufactured faith level that the word, our creator, gives us. So we, we've got to learn how to operate our faith. And now you can't fake it anymore because now we're up against something that uh, some of us are, we, we, we're, we're operating in fear. And I'm not saying the kind of fear that says, I'm not going outside or I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to get COVID-19. I'm not talking about that kind of fear. I'm talking about the fear of not knowing your future as, as spoken to you according to the word of God. This issue that came upon this woman's life, though it felt like it was leading her to a grave, it was actually redirected by what she heard. She heard about Jesus. And that redirected the outcome of this issue that doctors could not even name. It actually led her to Jesus in a way not to just be bumping against him, in a way not to just see him as everyone else saw him, but she had gone through enough stuff in her life to know that if it had not been for Jesus, she never would have made it through what she was going through. Many of us can declare with her that if it had not been for the Lord, we would not have made it. He was on our side the whole time when it looks like, looked like we were going down. We were actually being lifted up so that we could operate on the fuel, the high test, the, the problem, the issue would bring us to a level of faith that we would operate in Jesus' name and in his power. Okay, now, I want you just to, to, to hear this as I struggle and try to say this to you. Um, we, we, we know that, that, we, that we serve and that we have a compassionate and merciful, loving God. And we know that with our God, nothing is impossible for him. He has the authority over all sickness and disease. In his word, he has the authority to do whatever he wants done in this realm. Okay? Now, understanding this, here in this text, the context of Jesus is walking to Jairus' house. He's not, he's not walking to heal this woman. He, he, he's not walking to her. So she breaks in to a flow of an anointing with the kind of faith that she could get what she needed as he was on his mission to somebody else. When you're in church and you're frustrated, you're disgusted, you can get in on what God has come to do for somebody else that day. If you know how to lift your hands, if you know how to reach in the spirit with the kind of faith that the fuel, that high test, those tests and trials that you've been going through, if you learn how to use the kind of faith that God is building in you with these tests, with this season, separating you, putting you in your secret closet so that you'll understand how to pray and seek his face when nobody else is around you will learn how to work your faith openly, okay? And so under, understand those things. Infirmities can teach us valuable lessons. Infirmities can teach us valuable lessons about our faith. Tests teach us valuable lessons about the kind of faith that we have. 
some people are uh, being tested now because we miss the church building so bad. We can no longer cocoon in the building. We, we've broken out of our cocoon now and God is doing something brand new. We, we've got to learn how to break out of our cocoon. The building is not the church. The church is the people that I'm looking at right now on, on, my, on my computer. You are the church wherever you are. When we go into the building, that's when we understand that the building is called the church because we named it that because we come in it. Okay? So in this text, real quick, I want you to understand that in the Old Testament, or another word for testament, covenant, in the Old Covenant, that, that, that the Lord began to teach and work with his people, sacrifice of animals, uh, all of the laws, all of the things that they had to do to maintain a certain level of cleanliness, okay? They, they, they had to uh, operate under those kind of Old Testament laws. And during these times in a woman's life, uh, she was deemed unclean. And whatever she touched became unclean, and whatever touched her became unclean in that system. But the text declares to us, and I told you we can't just read the story, but we have to look at what God is releasing to us in the text. Now, the Spirit of God has lifted up something in the life of this woman, this issue that has come over her, and he's sharing with us that this woman is going to understand and come to a breaking point that the old system does not help her. Matter of fact, the old system leaves her in the sickness and quarantines itself from her because it cannot help her. But in the new system, faith, grace, the actual love of God invites her into the presence of God. Now listen, you understand that in the Old Testament, the Lord dwelt with us in tabernacles, temples, in the temple. That's where he dwelled with us. But in the new covenant, the Bible says that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The word of God tells us that they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. This woman recognized Jesus out of all the other men walking and went to him to get what God had sent specifically to her. Listen, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. Personally, my help. This woman, she knew where her help came from after 12 years of this miserable affliction, this test on her life. So she began to get to a breaking point and she said, you know what? I have another expectation. There's something else that God wants to do in my life. Psalm 1971 says, it was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. In Romans 5, 3, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Not trying to just get out of it, but trying to get to Jesus. Not trying to make an issue just stop, but to get to Jesus so that you will experience the authority he has over everything concerning you, okay? So we don't always know the answers. We don't always know all of the answers. We do know, though, that his ways are higher than our ways. Revelations 21, he tells us, he says, look, I'm going to wipe every tear from your eyes. He says, there will be no more death and mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed 
passed away. The old order of things have passed away. But there's some people who are still trusting in the old order of things. They're trying to go to where they know they've never been able to receive help. And as I always told you, Tabernacle, people of God, I told you it's important that you are where somebody is hearing from God. Somebody has to hear from God. I don't know what it is. I don't know what your issue or, or, or what you're dealing with right now other than the COVID-19, but uh, this pandemic where the world is being shaken up. But some people are not going to run to Jesus with this. They're going to trust and wait on some man without prayer to say that, that now here is the, the, the antidote. Here is the healing. Here it is right here. But listen, we have to pray for those who are scientists. We have to pray for those who will discover something to work with this. We have to pray that God will enlighten them so that we will know whether or not we need to take anything that they may come out and say that the whole world needs to take this shot so that they will be immune to whatever else is going on with COVID-19. We need to be able to discern these things. Listen, the old order of things have passed. There is a new normal. There is a faith reality that's about to manifest. And I want you all to understand, it's time for us to be real. The signs will follow those who believe. We're not just sitting in church and talking about stuff. See, it's no entertainment and all that stuff is over now. We need to be real. When people run to the church, we need to be ready with the word. We don't have anything to give them, no performance to show them that's going to really help them. They need a word. There, there was no earthly remedy for this woman. Her sickness, there was nothing that no one could ever do. But we know there was a remedy within reach. There's a remedy within reach of COVID-19. But we've got to learn how in the spirit, cross over these legalities, these mindsets, these things that we've always believed and know they've never changed our lives. We've got to learn how to trust the authority of the word of God and move and touch God, okay? There was no remedy for this other than Jesus. And as I said, as soon as this woman touched Jesus, her bleeding stopped and she knew she had been healed. And you're gonna know when something changes, something in the spirit, something that God will release into your life that you will undeniably know that you have been healed, changed, and refreshed and renewed, something that God knows that only faith can bring into your life. Only faith can bring this type of healing in your life. Says when she touched him and says, and immediately her issue of blood stenched. She felt it in her natural body, what had been transferred into her from the spirit realm. That's what faith does. Faith is a portal from the natural to the supernatural. If you don't have faith, you can't get this released in your life. You cannot get this released in your life. Whatever it was, she knew she was done with it beyond a shadow of a doubt. It was over. Listen, can you imagine with me that whatever it is you're going through concerning this or anything else in your life, can you imagine in your mind and look, God said he has given us an expected end. Can you imagine in your mind that Jesus looks at you and tells you it's over? He, when he tells you it's over and it's never going to come back again. 
I mean, can you, if by faith, you can operate in that mindset now because he's given us an expected end. In Jeremiah 29, when, those, when, when his people were held captive, all the other people were giving out false prophecies. Jeremiah came with a real word from God. He says, I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord. And you know what? At the end, he says that, and I have an expected end for you. I want you to hope for this because this is surely what's going to happen. I don't care what's going on along the way. I don't care how obvious it is that something ugly is going to happen, that I'm looking at grandpa and it's obvious that he's not going to live another day. I want you to know that if you've heard from God, no matter how obvious it looks, it's going to turn out the way you expected it. Are you receiving what you expected because you believe a word that gave you hope and an expectation? No matter what it looks like, you bled for 12 years and the world was saying simply, you're going to die. But this woman had downloaded in her spirit from this test something else that she could work with. She heard about Jesus. It's important, people of God, that you believe what you hear about Jesus. Hear the truth. Know the truth. All of this was bringing her to a healing instead of a funeral. Isn't God just like that? In other words, this was a permanent fix for her something she would never be troubled with again. Aren't you glad that your faith makes it impossible? That your blessing would be detained, distracted, or hindered? There's not enough people around you. There's not enough things going on around you. There are no legalities that can stop how your faith is going to release something in your life in this hour that you will have a boldness to operate in. Remember when I told you that Jesus blew on them and they were infected and became contagious to the world so that they would learn how to operate in the spirit to do what Jesus was doing. But when Peter and John was on their way up to the temple, they, had, they were filled, they were virally affected. They tested positive with what Jesus blew in them because they told that man that was begging, they said, silver and gold, we don't, we don't have that, but we have been infected with something. We do have something and we've tested positive for it. We need to be a church that tests positive for faith. I mean, the kind of faith that draws from heaven, the kind of faith that we don't need rags and, and we don't need anybody laying hands on us and dashing water over us and running and getting trash cans. We need the kind of faith that we will reach into the atmosphere where the presence of God is. And he is here. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Emmanuel, he is with us in the person of Holy Spirit. So we can reach into what God has put in us and receive what we need in this hour. Some of us are fearful. Some people are becoming depressed. Some people cannot understand what's going on. But if you look at this text, God is telling us that if you trust me, if you believe me, you will come to a breaking point to where you will receive a divine intervention that I have reserved in my power to do anything. I can, I can make possible anything you see that is impossible because I'm God and I can do all things. See, the word of God will give you direction if you do more than just read the story. If you mix it with faith and understand what God is lifting up, you will experience exactly what you've expected as the word of God has given it to you. Are you experiencing what you expected? When you pray, make your requests known to God. Uh, do you have the faith no matter how long it takes? Your tests are right now conditioning you 
for the next blessing, for the next miracle that God wants to give you, the thing that God wants to bring in your life, your faith must be able to receive it. This thing is not just going to lift by itself. You can see how the world is fighting. The world is fighting. They want protective gear. They, they, they want the medicine. They're loving and caring. And, and we're doing what we know how to do in the natural. And as they're doing that, people of God, we've got to know what we, we've got to do what we know to do in the spirit. And that's trust God for a divine intervention. When we think everybody is on their way to a grave, we've got to trust God for a divine intervention and that they're on their way to a healing, to a miracle, to a breakthrough that's going to blow their mind. The word will change and give you a brand new direction. There, there are some things that, that you've got to reach into. You, you're reaching a breaking point. Some of us are understanding that. We're reaching a breaking point. I want to experience what I'm expecting from the word of God, that he is able to heal, that he's able to deliver, and that he is still working miracles. And we, body of Christ, cannot sit cocooned in the building and not think that God is doing something to get us out of the building and into a world that needs the message of God out of our mouth. And that's why I thank God for these young people who have encouraged me to even try this. It's time to step out from behind the walls and release what God has placed within us to release. Now, I'm going to learn how to get this because you created a monster. And whenever I do, get ready. We're going to burn up, this, we're going to burn up the Zoom, even the new Zoom. We're going to burn it up. It's going to have to cut off because I'm going to talk for a long time. So I thank you. I, I appreciate you being here tonight. Uh, I, I want you to, to, to take from this. Um, you've got to learn how to look uh, when you read the scripture at the outcome of some things, okay? Just, we talked from the beginning of the text on how sick she was and how there was no one and nowhere else. There was no technology or wisdom in the world that could help her. There, were, there was no doctors that could help her, okay? But she just got worse and was broke. Isn't that what the enemy is trying to do to us now? He's trying to take all of our living and he wants us to get worse in whatever situation, other situations we're in. They have pretty much prioritized COVID-19. So if you go to the doctor or, or somewhere else, most of the time right now, they're not going to uh, try to attend to you because COVID-19 is the priority. But my God can do all things. He, he can heal everything. Okay? Look for the outcome. Walk with the expected end that the word declared to you. He has plans to prosper you. He has plans for you to be in good health. He wants your soul to prosper. He doesn't want you to walk in fear of any form during this season. And I thank God that, that, that we all have declared uh, like David once again in Psalm 124, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, who was on our side. David, this is just going to give, this test is going to be a testimony. Because David says, past tense, if it had not been, let me, whatever it was, he's no longer in it. If it wasn't for the Lord on our side, when men rose up against us, they would have swallowed us up quick. But David understood the help of the Lord. Psalm 128, and down if you look down at verse 8, it says, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our God is able to keep us from falling, even during this season that somewhat seems very unpredictable and 
are very scary for some people, but we don't have to operate and walk in a spirit of fear. If we're walking, expecting what God has promised us, we need to expect what the word has promised us and not take down. Keep things simple so that we can teach others and not have to try to show ourselves so uh, knowledgeable that we're ineffective in just giving people the simple message that if you have faith, God is able to do everything that he's promised you that he would do. We acknowledge we never would have made it without God. Not even this far. I've seen cars in my ministry where people were pulled from that should not even be here today. If it wasn't for the Lord, they never would have made it. God knows the end results of the things he allows to touch our lives. He knows the end result of things that he allows to touch our lives. Lazarus got sick. Jesus was not alarmed. He knew the end result of what God allowed to touch Lazarus' life. This woman with the issue of blood, God already knew the outcome. Are you experiencing what you've been led to expect from the word of God? He knows the end result. And see, everything that's going on in COVID-19 is accomplishing God's design purpose. Otherwise, it could not enter into this realm and go to work. It's accomplishing God's already designed purpose. So we've got to trust God. Even when we simply can't figure it all out, just trust him. I don't know how we're going to make it through this storm, but if that's you, Jesus, I'll step out. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but if nobody, if somebody sees me and recognizes me in this crowd, they're going to stop me. But faith, I will hide to get to that connection where my faith will bring into my life what God has promised me that he, he would do for me. <laughs> See, sometimes what seems obvious is not what we should be expecting. What seems obvious is not what we should always be expected. Faith can turn that thing around. Not when we're walking by faith. We, shouldn't, we should not expect just the obvious. We cannot, not with the word in us. It won't allow us to. It was going one way, but the outcome was altogether different. Imagine being sick like that for 12 long years. And let me just tell you, as we get ready to pray in this session, no matter how tired you get through this, no matter how frustrating you get, if they lay you off or if, if things don't work out the way the government has planned, I want you to understand that God knows and he sees you through this. And God can release something in your life that you never imagined even in this season. God is doing things that we did not expect. He's already doing things. He sees it. And what he wants is a people who will believe him even through this season and through this hour. God wants you to know that he is able to fix this situation. Because, you know, listen, also in the scripture, uh, before I say that, I want to say this. If you would look at this now, seem like things are getting worse and, and trying to strike more fear in us with this thing. Because listen to this, our hospitals, our um, medical people, our doctors and, and our nurses, 
that are they're, they're beginning now to test positive. And, and when we see that, it, it, it seems like our medical system is collapsing to where not even the people that we go to in the natural for help, they're getting this thing. But notice this, in the text, everybody this woman touched was unclean and everything that touched her was unclean. But she touched Jesus and Jesus didn't get unclean. I'm telling you that there is a touch that is not going to contaminate this new system, this new order, this thing that God is doing and it was doing, transferring her over. She was at a breaking point and God brought her into a new system. What caused her to have that kind of faith to where Jesus didn't have to even reveal her name in the text? What caused her to have the kind of faith that no one would have to even notice her? Really, she got her healing and she could have got gone, but faith will not allow you to go and notice. You got a testimony and you need to declare it. You need to tell people what all the good things that God has done for you. The, the system now that you're trusting is failing. They're getting sick themselves. Who are you going to turn to when there are no doctors in the hospital? You got to reach past your breaking point and operate in faith rather than trying to entertain or make people happy. There was also in the scripture a spirit that came over a woman and whenever it manifests in her, it bent her over. The way that spirit manifests in her life, it bent her over and the scripture says that she could in no way straighten herself back up. No matter how she tried, she couldn't straighten herself up. And see, we learn in the text that it was a spirit of infirmity. So if they could have operated on her spine, they could have done all kinds of uh, MRIs and looked inside of her, they would not have seen anything wrong because it is a spirit manifesting and causing her to be bent over the way that she was. The only way she could straighten back up and the only remedy for the sin in our lives that we can straighten back up, there's no earthly remedy. But we've got to reach in the spirit and hear what God says. He told this woman to be loose from that spirit that was pulling her down. Aren't you glad that there's authority in your mouth that you can loose yourself and others from a spirit that's causing us to be brought down? And so God uses this text so that we can understand that when it looks like there's no way, he's still the way. When it looks like you don't have an answer, he is the answer. And we have to trust him beyond just these cliches. We've got to understand his word and come to him and knowing that he can do all things. She reached past the limitations. She reached past religious systems. She reached past the entertaining church. She reached past all the cliches and everything, the big hats and all of that. She reached past all of that and got the only thing that could help her. All the religions, all of the systems couldn't help her. But when she touched Jesus, immediately everything changed. Amen. Aren't you glad that he's still releasing us, healing us? Aren't you glad that he's still declaring to us that we can come to him if we're burdened? We can come to him. Some people are um, so fearful now because before this, they weren't concerned about feeding themselves the word of God. 
that had no spiritual nutrition. And so now they, they're fearful and they're looking to those of us who are carrying our oil. Uh, and and, they're, and they're, they're reaching for something that really, they, they just want a band-aid. They don't want a full fix because they're already thinking about how they're going to get loose again when this thing is all over. Right now, they just, they, just, they just want to run up under something like a roach till you turn the light back off. Once you turn the light back off, they're going to come right back out and entertain and enjoy the darkness. Listen, person of God, keep walking by faith. Keep walking by faith. Okay, indirectly, you could be blessed if you just touch God by faith. And what I want to do is, is the next time we get together, I want you to think about this. I may use the same text because there's so much in here. Uh, I want you to think about during COVID-19, when you read texts like this, God is releasing into you and confirming a battle plan that, that really uh, guarantees your victory. When you read texts like this, God is revealing to you a battle plan that guarantees your victory. And that's what you need to declare. That's what you need to understand. And that's what you need to speak over your family and speak over your life. God is releasing a battle plan for you to always win. You are more than a conqueror. Fear not. Don't even be afraid. God has done something. Instead of being in a temple, he has dwelt among us. He's made himself approachable, even by the unclean. If we go into a leper's camp, naturally, not being sent or ordained by the word of God, we're going to come out unclean. But if God sends us into it with a word, I promise you, before you get contaminated, they're going to get what you got. You're going to become more contagious than all of them around you. Jesus sent one word into a leper's camp of 10 men, and every one of them got healed. Although one returned, they all got healed. So we don't think, don't think that this woman stole a blessing. This woman operated in something that God was telling us that even if I don't look at you at that moment and say, be healed, your faith will bring you into an atmosphere where everything in your body can be turned around. No incantations, no spider sticks, none of that. No dust. God, with your faith, can release into your body right now something that will heal everything that has infected you. Amen. Glory to God. So, I thank all of you for being here tonight. And, and if we could, I'd like to look at your faces for just a minute, if you can release to where we can see the people. Uh, we don't want to hear you. We just want to see you. I miss you. I love you. And I cannot wait until we're able to get back together again. Amen. It's just, I, it, it makes me feel so good to see the Woodruffs that are sitting there right now. Thank God for you. I thank God for you constantly calling, protecting the communication. Amen. All of my little babies that I'm seeing, and, you know, I love you all, and I miss you very much, and I promise you we're going to get Zoom right, and we're going to feel the anointing through Zoom. We're going we're gonna to shout under the Holy Ghost through Zoom, but the main thing is right now, I want you 
to trust God in a way to where if no, if you don't hear anything said to you, if you operate in the kind of faith that, that will release something that, look, we don't even have to know your name. God knows how to release something. He knows when something has been released with a touch of faith. You can't trick him. He says, no, 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 no. There was somebody out here that touched me. I, I know it. They touched me. I felt this leave me. And as he felt it leaving him, she felt it entering her body and healed everything that was wrong with her. God did. Amen. Amen. So we're going to begin to pray and trust God today for whatever it is that we're standing in the need of. God has always been your provider, even when you did not think that he was providing for you. He has never been a resource. He's always and always will be the source. He is the source of all everything that you need. He is your provider. And it's good to have jobs. Amen. It's good to have income. But that is, a, that is God. That is God. So we're going to pray now. And, and we're going to go ahead and close this Zoom session, this meeting. Thank you once again, everyone who has uh, been instrumental in helping us uh, get up the the kind of mindset to be released in this kind of atmosphere. It's only going to get better. I promise you that it's going to get better. And I promise you that you will sense and know that there's something that God wants to say through to you through this venue. And you will receive it because you'll know that it's God. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we praise you tonight. We honor you and we thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your compassions because they fail not. We thank you because you are a merciful God. You are loving and kind God. And there's nothing that can come into our lives unless you allow it, oh God. We know the enemy is going to and fro and up and down in the world, seeking whom he may devour. Father, we know that he cannot touch us. He cannot do what he really wills to do because we are your people. And we thank you, Father, for this divine protection. We thank you for the armor that you will not send us in a fight unprepared. I thank you, O oh God, for the whole, the fullness of the armor that we will stand and operate in the spirit of faith. Father, we thank you for your word that brings faith to us. Lord, for every ear listening tonight. I thank you, O oh God, that you would give them the strength to endure in this hour. I thank you, I thank you, Father, that you would give us the wisdom, O oh God. Father, that we would completely remain clean and stay healed. I thank you that we will continue to walk by faith, Father God, in this, this state of healing and deliverance, this state of cleanliness, even when we're in even when we're presented in an atmosphere, Lord, that is unclean. We will bring cleanliness. We will be the one that will stand faithful, Father God on your word. I thank you for blessing your people, lifting them up, oh God, and thank you for, for helping us, Father God, to speak into the lives of those that are not in our presence, Lord, but they are within our hearing. We honor you for it, and we thank you, Father God, that you are a healer. You are a, a you, you are the peacemaker, the peace that you give to us and that you've given to us, Lord. Now we can discern and acknowledge that it is not the peace that the world gives because now the world, Father God, has, has taken what it's given us as peace. The world has taken what we have given us as joy, but Lord, we remain joyful and we remain peaceful because of what you have done and because of what you have given us and that you've declared to us that you have already overcome the world. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you all for being here.
And thank you all for being a constant support. If you're working, serving people, we thank God for you and the, and the work that you're doing in nursing homes and in medical facilities. We thank God for what you are doing because you are the ones that are making a difference right now as far as in a human form. You're, you're God's hands. You're God's feet. You are moving and doing things that people need done. And I thank you for the boldness and the courage to go into these unclean environments. And for that student at Winston-Salem State who's about to step over into one of the uh, most dangerous areas of our, of our country, we pray God's protection over her life. We pray that he would continue to strengthen her so that she would be a blessing to those. Doctors are getting sick right where she's going, but she still feels compelled to go and be there. Many of us would call her crazy, but that's what it feels like when you respond to the call of God. It's not for someone who um, does not have that type of faith. If you respond to the call of God, people are going to call you crazy too because what you will do will not look natural. So we thank God for her. Continue to pray for her, her family. Continue to pray. Let's pray one for another. Amen. Amen. So we're going to have to leave now because even with this, it just